It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 45. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, announcing the Heavensward Music Contest, Little Ladies' Day is here. Finally, we give you our patch 3.2 impressions, and we have Yoshida's response to a couple of recent events. And we'll announce our new contest. Ooh. <laughs> but first, let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? I'm going to start with Zante. Zante is here with us yay. again this week. So what? Yay! What have you been up to this week? Three point two. I've been hitting it very hard, uh, and it has been a lot of fun so far. So I've knocked out both the dungeons. I've checked out the striking dummies at Stone Sky Sea. Uh, I've gone through normal Midas and cleared all four turns of that, and then went through Sephiroth, did some crafting, and went back and farmed Coil for the new Glamour stuff. So it's been a pretty busy week. Sounds like a good one. Uh, how about you, Ruby? What you been up to? Pretty much the same stuff. I mean, we um, as a free company, so many of us have been logging back in. I'm starting to see a lot of faces I haven't seen for over a patch, and I'm Pretty happy to see a lot of people starting to come back and play. Like zones are full, of course. You go into Idle Shire and stuff, it's all jam-packed. So it's actually, it feels really good to see everything jam-packed, people on doing stuff. So yeah, as a free company, I think we did, one of the bigger things, we did the coil farm. Like we jumped on and we decided we were going to do like the turn five thing. So we did that for a bit and that was that was a lot of fun. It's pretty good drops out of that. So I was pretty happy with that. And um, let's see, I had the uh, replica Allegan cane made because I got enough little parts for that. Not as cool as it, you'd think it would look. I, I think the uh, the high Allegan is where it's at because the, um, the Allegan cane, I was expecting the glow would change, but it really changes the glow and the color of the, the cane itself. So where, you, where I kind of expected like a dark metal with the blue glow change to a different color, it's just like if I changed it white, the whole thing was white. Not what I'm expecting. Maybe better stuff with a high Allegan cane. We'll see how it goes. Um, let's see. Did the dungeons, all this, the 3.2 stuff. Um, made an orchestrion. Was pretty proud about that. Made uh, got my book, so made one of those for the house. And um, we had uh, we had a pretty good uh, Bismarck EX farm the other night. You and I, Yelta. And uh, we didn't see any drops, but uh, we had a good time, and it's it was fairly smooth. You know, it was uh, it was it was just fun to do some old content. We bitch about Bismarck all the time, like give us mounts, let us have a reason to go back. Incentive, incentive. Uh, we got some incentive, and it was fun to do it again. So that was really uh, pretty much all I did. What about yourself, Yelta? I uh, I did the new storyline. I did the new dungeon, the primal. I did Little Ladies Day. I. Uh... Was so excited you made the made the uh, orchestrion that I went out and bought and crafted and got drops. Oh, you've been going nuts with that oh, sheet music. I like the sheet music. I, I, it's it's fun to go go find those. I mean, so many of them were pretty easy. Like like if you want like the main three cities themes and stuff, you just go buy them with Gil. And there's a couple other ones you can just buy with Gil. And and uh, but I had gotten some drops from running all the content, so I actually was able to craft those too. So that was that was fun for me. And of course, I did the coil farm, and I did the Bismarcky X farm. Which, yeah, you're right. That was that was I, you know, for extreme, you cleared it and you were done, and you moved on to Ravana. That's how most people did it. But uh, it was nice to get in there, and I like that fight. I don't know I do why. Too. 
I like, like it's fun. Yeah. It's a good mechanic fight, and it's just fun. Yeah. So uh, that was. It's. I've been pretty busy. So. Oh, and the new Beastman Dailies. I'm all about Beastman Dailies. So I've been doing the uh, new bath ones, and I they're making me laugh so hard, and they're they're pretty funny. Pretty good ones. And I have the little minion now. So very nice. Don't forget, those give good experience. I went and worked my paladin up to 52 doing that. So, Yeah, and that's I'm doing. Uh, I do, I have my, I'm also leveling my paladin, and I've been doing, you know, the three on them and then the three on the, the Vanu. So that's it's quite a chunk of XP, especially as you rank up and max out. You get, like, they're like, okay, now all these quests give you X amount of XP, like an, an enhanced amount. So... Lots of good XP there. And you could do 12 a uh, day now. I noticed so. that. You know, I, I hate Beastman Dailies. <laughs> I know and I do. went back and I did some uh, just to get some of the content done. And then I was like, oh, this gives good XP. I I like where they're going with it. It may be something I will do more often. They've the Good changes came to the Beastman Dailies. I think it helps that they didn't make them quite as annoying as some of the old ones. Um, some of them were... You had to run all over the self lands and that kind of thing. At least now we can fly. So even if where we're going to, you can just go fly there and fight the bears or whatever and fly back. So, so far I haven't run into any ones where you have to carry anything, but I really think we saw, <laughs> uh, I think we saw in the video that, that we're going to have one where you carry something. There was something. Yeah. 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 So no, I think it was a really good weekend. Uh, 3.2 is well, we'll talk about that later. So, <laughs> But you, the listener, you guys can shoot the shit with us on the website. Go to gtffxiv.com and let us know what you've been up to. All right, so the first round is news. They have a new contest. They have the Heavensward Music Contest. So so they're celebrating the newest, the release of the, the new soundtrack, right? So they're having a special contest. And uh, this, I think they're going to have us, what is it? Redo one of the songs, Night it. in the Broom. That's, is that the Nighttime Foundation? That's the Nighttime theme. Foundation, yep. Yep, so, uh, and they say, you know, perform your own rendition of the song. Or you keep it classy with a soothing piano or violin, completely jazz it up or straight up rock it out. So there's, uh, of course, some exciting rules and stuff, but uh, I, did you see the prizes on this? Uh, it's I, like I did a you get one of everything. Oh, you get you one go. of all. Okay, because I saw the little things and I was like, well, same old, same old. I might, you know, it, it would be a fun thing to do. But I was like, I thought it was the same old. But you get one of everything, I, huh? I, cool. Let me look. Let me look again. So the prizes are one grand prize winner gets one of a decorative plaque signed by Silken, an in-game package that includes the noble barding, arm choker, mandragora choker, so all the earrings and the chokers that they've been given out. I think that's everything. Yeah. Oh, what yes. Else? Oh, and a video message from Soken. No, it doesn't include everything. Wasn't there a scarf of wondrous wood? That's not on here. Oh, right. But you're getting, they get the. Like, like four things. Yeah. And then three runners up get a copy of the soundtrack signed by Soken. And then one of the in-game packages. So, oh, and then 15 honorable mentions that get the chokers and the earring. Yeah. So that's cool. You have to record a video of yourself performing your version of the song. <laughs> I can't do this, guys. I'm not musical. Oh, I uh, I have a kazoo somewhere around I here. Play the recorder, I guess. If we if we put our powers together, we might have something going. 
I'll whistle. <laughs> I'll whistle. Voltron's <laughs> already been done in 3.2, Zante. I don't know if we can. <laughs> oh, but you can collaborate, so you can somehow... There, there was a note about collaboration. Yeah, but only one prize per entry. One prize. See, I was going to make my son do it, and then I realized I'd have to actually collaborate and be musical as well. And we would have to, like, pass the chokers amongst each other and all that. I'm not sharing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm not sharing. It's all mine. Uh, so, uh, yeah, go check it out. If you have any interest in doing this, go check out the, uh, the official forums and check out that thread on how to enter. Seems pretty cool. I'm excited to see what people come up with. So, oh, and of course, the soundtrack is available to purchase on the Square Enix store. I, I already bought mine's, it today. Mine's in the mail. Mine's in the mail, I think. All right, Little Ladies Day that came out on the 24th, and it runs through March 10th. It looks like so. Uh, of course, you know we've always had, we've had Little Ladies Day a couple of years in a row now, so we know we know what to expect. The pink, right? Did you guys do this event? Mm, I'm saving it. You're saving yeah, it? Okay. I won't yet. spoil for you. There's girls. No way. Yeah. I do feel spoiled, um, but <laughs> I'll live. There's some little ladies. Uh, so the, the quest is an old, uh, I'm not going to spoil it. Not that there's much to spoil. It's pretty fast. What do you guys so. think about how they do the quest unlocks for this? Because I've, I've noticed this is one of those seasonal events that has kind of a different scheme than the others. It kind of like has server participation as the server does more of the quests. You unlock more of the storyline, I think. I haven't, I don't know about any of that. I know that it's a repeatable quest and you can buy more and more of the stuff, but I didn't notice any. Are they doing that this year? Like they did last year? With, like, last had year we had the like the dolls. Yeah. Now they, now they have the, they have the, um, the set piece with the steps and, you know, it looks like, you know, the dolls should arrive, but. I haven't seen any. Oh, I don't it's a, know. Yeah, it's a big disclaimer here. A daily quest will be unlocked by progressing through the seasonal. As players yeah. complete this daily quest on each world, the songbirds' costumes and stage decorations will change. Oh, so it's not even the uh, the the design. It's 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 where the girls the girls are dancing in Olda. You can see them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. I I think it's kind of neat, but. I don't think you can miss out. Like, I don't think there's a way, Zante, that it would not give a world the full access. There's probably, like, if they if they don't have enough participation by this time on this day that will kick it to the next scenario. That's, that's probably true. It's not like you get anything for it anyway, right? It's just you see them in different costumes and set pieces. That's what it sounds like. Popular. So, I mean, I've already gotten all my prizes. And three characters. It's super easy and fast. Well, thanks for bragging about how, <laughs> how good you are at Little Ladies Day. Step up, scrubs. Don't make me okay, explode. So we have new rules for podcasting. Anyway. All right. So let's just move on to patch 3.2 thoughts. Yes. Um, I think we agreed. No spoilers. We're going to try to keep it spoiler free. So, uh, you know, maybe next week or whatever, the week after. If it we'll was in the trailer, it. though. I'm probably going to say we might. We might. Yeah, I might mention if if the no picture major, no spoilers. major names, no major scenarios. But, you know, if a weird statue and I say the weird statue that was in the trailer, that's what that's what will be said. See, I, I've already spoiled the weird statue. Does that count as a, a spoiler? No, the weird. I'm going to be confused, guys. I never I did watch that trailer. What fuck you're talking about. Exactly. So there's no spoilers. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So let's start with the main story. What did you guys think in the main? Did you guys finish the whole main story? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. How how did you guys um, think like how long it was? Did it feel better than I thought? Three point ones was a little bit lacking. I thought this main story was more interesting. I felt I guess. fulfilled. Yeah. In in total, I felt that it was a good length. It was a roller coaster ride. I felt like uh, emotionally there was a lot of stuff going on, especially in the the, the early part of the the story, and uh, it tied up loose ends. It uh, it showed some things that we haven't seen in a while and maybe have forgotten about, and like, uh oh, so and so is here or this thing is back, and um, I feel like it's. Uh, it's moving us the right direction, and I, I don't think it touched on some things that were in the 3.1. I think we've gone back to some stuff from 3.0 that was uh, not taken care of. So it's it's wetting my appetite for what's coming into the future, but uh, I think one of the bigger things I loved about it was that we actually had some particip- participation with the dungeon uh, through it, and um, it, it tied me in more to the story to have to run a dungeon and and be involved with that and see some story come out of that dungeon. Overall, I liked it. How about you, Zante? I have not finished the storyline yet. I've been trying to take it a little bit easier on that, knowing that 3.1 was so short. I was really trying to savor it. But I think I've gotten about probably two-thirds, three-fourths of the way through it, and I am a lot happier with the length, because I feel like at you know two-thirds through, it's already longer than 3.1 was, at least to me. And maybe that is because running that dungeon kind of padded that length a little bit or something. But um, yeah, it feels good. Um, I feel like there's been more significant story beats thus far. Uh, Whereas I feel like maybe 3.1 kind of offered one overarching, maybe two main story beats. But this one, I feel like it has very notable kind of arcs to it. And so I feel like we're kind of making, there's like more relevant story going on in this one. It's not as light. So yeah, I've been very happy with it overall so far. Definitely I, an emotional roller coaster. For sure. I I really liked that they included one of the dungeons in it. Now mind you, you know, remember like Songs of Ice? There was um there was so much stuff that unlocked through the storyline that it kinda got to be a pain in the ass because as people in your free company logged in, you'd be like, I wanna run this, let's go do this, and they're like, I haven't unlocked it yet. So but the last patch, they swung completely the other way and basically nothing was locked behind the storyline. And that just really made it seem, I think that helped make it feel unfulfilling. So this story, you have a dungeon in it. So that kind of helps break up the fetch quest monotony too. And then later you have a solo fight, which I enjoyed. You haven't done it yet, probably. Have you done it? I have no not. Spoilers. All right. That's one of the few solo things I have ever done done in the storyline that i wish i could go back and replay again because i had so much fun with it so that solo fight was just so much fun for me uh some people found it frustrating but i I was on black mage so maybe that had some difference but there still were a couple times where i almost feel like they should have sent us off to go do something else because they're like oh we've decided to hold this event and then they're like okay it's time for the event it's like they should have sent us somewhere or something to break it up a little bit it felt very very sudden so I don't know if they like cut out something because you don't have the feeling like any time has passed because you just talked to the same NPC again. You're talking about where they are like, you can go off and do something or you can continue. What do you want to do? That part. Well, even it, well, there was two spots and I don't want to spoil it, but there were two spots where I felt like they're like, oh, we've decided to do something. Mm-hmm. OK, it's time for that thing. Yeah. It's like I feel like they should have sent you off to 
do a little side something. As if there should have been more preparations before the, you did the next part of the story. Because I kept thinking about 3.0 where, you know, something was going to happen, but it would have logically needed time to happen. So they sent you back, you know, to Ulda to deal with something or it kind of broke up. I don't know. The pacing was a little weird. However, overall, I thought it was uh, pretty good. I enjoyed the did, 3.0. Did you story. have this over arc? And I do this every patch, so this is definitely not a spoiler. But did you have an overarching feeling like, uh, shit's about to go down? Like every time every time an NPC shows up in any storyline, I do this. I'm like, this guy's about to stab me. This person's about <laughs> to poison me. This person's about to shoot an arrow through my uh, head. You know, they're yeah. just dumb stuff like that the whole it, time. In fact, sometimes the, you know there there have been things that have caught me by surprise, which has been fun. You don't if you don't see it a mile away. However, yeah, there was a couple times you're like, "Yep, that's gonna happen," and and sometimes I'm surprised and sometimes I'm not. So yeah, and it always surprises me when people who have never talked before suddenly gets a voice. Oh yeah. Or people who don't have a name get voices, and I'm like, "What? What? What? Who are you? What are I you?" I feel like that is the biggest tip off right there is like if you're an unnamed character unless you're about to do a dramatic reveal and be like oh surprise it's this character <laughs> then i'm i'm always looking at you especially ever since you know uh 3.5's final story if there's an unnamed character speaking i'm keeping an eye on them for sure for sure all right so the uh the main story was pretty darn good how would you guys think of the well just the the two new dungeons so one was the storyline one that was um the anti-tower mm. love me some anti-tower <laughs> beautiful music of course of course um beautiful design um the way the floors look in that it's just gorgeous like it's like these floating platforms and um just the background is beautiful um the mob types um yeah, I just I was very impressed by the way both of these dungeons are. I don't I guess if I had a favorite over the two, I guess Lost City just because the music and the way that dungeon is, uh, it's my probably my favorite dungeon, Lost City the old one and Lost City Hard, just the aesthetic in those, but I I always love the dungeons and I love that these two um are they're both kind of slow music dungeons. I know we always get like one slow uh, for every like four or something where it's got like this weird off music and it feels a little slow. But both of these seem a little gentle. I mean, they're, they're, they're good dungeons, but they just they have the gentle theme and gentle feel to them. And I, I don't know. It's less stressful, I guess. I, don't, it's just, I just love the aesthetic <laughs> in both. Oh, for sure. Both of them had I, I like the mob types in both. Well, like. Lost City will take you back. I had so many people. I've run it several times now with different people. And, and every time you go in and you'll the, it's full of like 11 mobs, right? Yeah. There's yeah. the pots and there's the, the um, dolls. Mm -hmm. So it's full of like 11. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, what are the white, the magic, the sprites? Oh, the light elementals, sprites. The, the, the light, light sprite. elementals. Yep. So I'm like, oh man, those don't exist anywhere else in this game, and that's kind of cool. And that last boss, she's beautiful. Uh, I... That is su such a beautiful boss, and the the fight is so cool, and it's just, I, it, it's beautiful, but it's, I, I love seeing these bosses doing things that they're, they're familiar, but they're outside of the box, and just seeing the abilities 
that, that it's using and then coming back up and doing it and then having come back up and it's it's just such a cool fight i i really enjoyed a lot of the fights from these two dungeons um i think i'm with ruby in that i prefer the lost city probably just because i i have that connection with it already and because through the lore you know we've been talking a lot about what is it the third umbral calamity is that i think the it's one the that, fifth so we're looking the at fifth. the amdapori and um, yeah and so and so we've got we've got this uh this tie and this throwback especially with void arc and everything and so i feel a lot more connected with the story there was anti-tower is like somebody was joking with me they're like so wait a minute these people have known about the anti-tower this entire time no one thought to mention this to me like it just kind of comes <laughs> out of left field for them um but yeah i i love the mobs in lost city um I love the David Bowie reference. In it. I yeah, did too. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I, I saw that mob's name and I was like, wait a minute. And then was immediately satisfied. So that was fun. <laughs> Amazing um, reference. But yeah, no, I, I like a lot of what's going on in Lost City, particularly. I like the the white magic lore that's in there. And you can see through the different mob abilities um was really fun for me like seeing oh okay so like this is an ancient version of this current spell that we have that's kind of cool so yeah it was good stuff i'm kind of with you now it's like oh we have a staircase to the crystal that's why would that have not (laughs) been mentioned yeah it's like and and at the bottom evil dolls (laughs) which we can't go on without talking about (laughs) calcabrenna which is freaking amazing uh, the music, of course, uh, and then, um, God, what a scary fucking face on that doll, especially the, the death throws. Holy shit. It was disturbing. And I like the mechanics, the actual mechanics of the fight, too. It was it was kind of cool. Both dungeons, however, were pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I was I was kind of surprised how easy and very linear they were. Uh, the mechanics that were in them, though, both, especially for the boss fights, were fun. Yeah. Yeah, I liked, and, I liked the boss fights to both of them and a lot of them. Like, they weren't challenging, they weren't confusing, but they were just fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm wondering if maybe they took into account... I, I know they're not making the dungeons super hard anymore, but I wonder if they took into account, like, maybe people may be over a patch behind on gear before they come into these dungeons. So they made it That's like, possible. Made yeah. it easy for somebody who was coming out of 3.0 or 3.0 with a couple of pick-me-ups could do these dungeons. So well, I'm, they're I'm probably... not surprised. Like, they've completely, in my opinion, abandoned the idea of challenging dungeons, and they've abandoned the idea of like multiple paths and like puzzles for the most part. And I think a lot of that has to do with the tome grind. Like... I think they know and I feel like they've realized over the course of several patches that if you're going to be running this day in and day out, you don't want to have to fuck around with puzzles and stuff like that. People mm-hmm. just want to go in, run down a hall killing mobs and, and get make their it tome and through. make it pretty. So they're they're really making these last dungeons have really been beautiful. Like um, what was the Arboretum was the gorgeous. Arboretum was gorgeous. Oh, I actually shit. really like that one. So I think they're more focusing on the aesthetic and making the fights and boss mechanics novel yet easy. And, you know, it's just it's just a grind, a pretty grind. And the drops seem to be, uh, you know, whatever. But they're dropping the orchestrian songs and they must have a pretty high drop rate because I've only ran these dungeons once and I got both songs already. 
Oh, yeah. I got one of the songs out of one of them. And then there's, of course, uh, Minions out of both of the new mm-hmm. ones. I don't even have all the I don't even have all the 3.0 Minions. I don't <sighs> I'm just sad. Well, sad I think girl. for a point to this is and we'll cover these in each of these parts, but with the additions of more Minions, Orchestrian pages, more cards, more mounts, more stuff. We've talked about incentive for a long time, and we're starting to see cool incentive in a lot of things and reasons to go back and run stuff. And I think that's why the drop rate on some of the stuff is kind of low, you mm-hmm. know, because it gets you to go back and or keeps the item relatively rare so that like a minion, let's say I already had a minion and I can still loot it, I can sell it then. So now you're, you know, encouraging, you know, the economy. Mm-hmm. All right. We also had some uh, new Alexander. This time it's Midas. I only did the first part completely hammered last night. So I'm going to let you guys talk about it. (laughs) I only did the first part with you. I was completely sober and uh, we had a good time doing it, though. Um, It was it was fun. It was like it was just cool to kind of go back in and do it normal style without like the pressure of the savage. Cause I haven't really been doing any Alexander since we quit savage. I wasn't really running it for my relic much. So I hadn't really set foot in Alexander for some time. And going back into the first phase, when you're seeing the, like you're running up the slope, like you were in the other, but the slope is like really skewed upward and you're jumping on the little air things. And, so you're already like it's familiar, but it's it's different. And the boss fight itself was just that was just wild. The the final boss fight. I mean, of course, we had the two fast, two fast, two furious. I think is the joke. It's been <laughs> going around. So you had the fast, and and we did that, and then we did the the fight itself, which was gorillas and bombs. That was very mechanic-y, but very mechanic-y. It's, very, it's just kind of goofy. But like, I don't and even I, know what the story is behind. Like, why I the hell gorillas know. and bomb? I get the bombs because they're goblins. But what the hell is the gorilla? Part? I'm sure there's a book or a, a plaque or something I missed that explains why the hell there's gorillas involved. But it's it's hey, you know what? It's weird enough for me that it's quirky and fun. And I laughed when it came up and. The fight mechanics were quirky and fun enough that after one wipe, we had it figured out. It was it was a good time. Now, I did not experience 6, 7, and 8, so if Zante has cleared all those, he can tell us all about 6, 7, and 8. Yeah, sure. Um, they are fun for the most part. Um, I I was not big on the last iteration of, of Alexander. I was not a huge fan of Gordian um, in either normal or savage modes. And coming into this, I was I was immediately like scared because you enter right, and it looks exactly the same as turn one from Gordian. Yep. So you go in, you're like, oh, we're going in that other arm. Okay, I know what to expect. It's a corridor. I bet these two fosts are waiting waiting for me, like right over there. And it was so refreshing to get into the steam vent and then like have it do something completely different. Um. So I was like, oh, okay. So we're we're actually not copying and pasting here. This is nice. And and moving on like. Yeah, the fights were fun. They were quirky, which fits with the goblin motif, you know. And they get they get a bit more serious as they go on. Um, the second turn has kind of a succession of bosses that you fight in a row. Um, the third turn has an amazing aesthetic to it. It's really fun. It takes a, it's a little bit more serious, but still kind of has in the back of it, you know, like that's a the bit pinball of action, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the third one. 
um, in that cool like Goblin City setting, mm. um, which I don't know if that's Goblin or if that was like pre-Goblin. It kind of it looks pre-Goblin to me. Everything looks too well put together, whereas Goblin stuff's always really patchwork. But we'll probably find out down the road. And uh, remember, this is their summon, so they made it up. Basically. That's true. Right. That's true. I think. Wasn't it wasn't it around before or no? There's something else to it though. That like maybe yeah. they've some maybe they've summoned the core or brought the life back into it. I'm that's where I'm a little sketchy on the story, but uh yeah, they've somehow their their wishes and desires has brought the primal back to life. Now, I will say that while I have cleared this, um I completely skipped the story to it so far, like a scrub, because having multiple <laughs> characters, um I had a group of friends that really wanted to go in and I hadn't unlocked it yet. So I just skipped the cutscenes and went in. And as I started skipping cutscenes, I was like, well, I got to do this on a second character anyway. So I'll, I'll just read the cutscene then. But, but yeah. And the final fight, um, went in, I, I don't think it's as difficult as turn four from the original, um, in, in normal mode, because it uses a lot of mechanics from previous turns. So if you figured out the mechanics to the other turns already, when you see them show up in the fourth one, you're like, okay, I know what we're doing here. And so it's, it's not as difficult, um, but it was, it was still cool. It was fun, um, but maybe not quite as climactic as maybe the final turn to, to Gordian. Hmm. Well, you oh, so a... like the mechanics build on each other. And then at the end, just like you have a test. Is that K- kind of, well, that's, um, that's you... the point I wanted to make. Yeah. That yeah. sounds actually cool. pretty neat. And it actually would sound neat in the savage setting because, okay, you've got three, so you got three mechanics plus whatever the fourth one adds to you and you learn but when you go through savage, of course, each of those turns are going to add new mechanics. So those new mechanics are probably going to be drug into a eight savage as well. Yeah, and like I, I went through um, three through four for the first time in the Duty Finder, and so I'm by myself um, with Japanese players who had a bit of a language barrier. So I didn't really understand what was going on with a lot of the mechanics, and I, I went in as a healer, so a lot of them didn't really apply to me. I just had to keep people alive. Sure. So I didn't really know the mechanics from turn two, and then we went into turn four, and like the other players didn't seem to know the mechanics from the turn two either, even though obviously they had cleared it. So we ended up vote abandoning the first time just because um, they couldn't seem to figure out what it was that kept wiping us. Um, and then the second time through, I like I saw knowing to look for it. Now I was like, okay, how's this second turn work, and what's going on here? And figured it out. And then went going into the fourth turn again, it was like, oh, this is really I get it now. Um, so it was kind of cool, and yeah, it would be neat to see that apply to Savage because then you can go back to other turns to get a grasp for certain phases of the later turns, but. Yeah, it was good overall. I want to hit one other point you made, because I think it's important, was that the fights in this were quirky, which go along with what the goblin's motif is. And I felt like Gordius was super serious with goblins. It didn't match. And it's right? like, why the fuck would goblins be super serious? <laughs> and in this one, I'm already just seeing gorillas and bombs, and I'm like, yeah, this is goblin-type shit. This is some weird fucked off goblin shit this makes more sense to my brain yeah it, i i like it a lot more too like my brain isn't fighting the idea of like goblin death tanks you know it's like okay if a goblin was going to attack somebody they would use gorilla potions to beef up and then you know do all this crazy shenanigans with bombs like that 
sounds about right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next, we can talk about the new Primal Separate. I've only done normal mode. I'm assuming you guys have only done normal mode. I haven't done it at all yet. <laughs> oh, 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 Ruby. It's fun as hell. It really, really is. You, you need to get in there. Well, tell me about it. It There's a giant guy, and he bounces you around like you're nothing. No, it's a it's a fun fight. It's of course another uh primal in a round room kind of thing. Um and you can fall off the edge. You can Bride's fall off the edge. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of funny cuz I went in with a group that was completely blind and there's a pushback move. Uh but like 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 Titan, if you get pushed back the first in the first phase, you don't actually fall off, but if you get pushed back in the second or later, whatever phases, you can get pushed off the edge. So uh, somebody's like, ooh, that looks like a push-off mechanic. And they're like, nah, I didn't go over the edge. And I'm snickering, but I didn't say anything. And then it pushes back again, and we lost like four people. <laughs> but they, they were real troopers. They stuck with it, and we, and we figured out the fight. There's, you know, things like, there's ads, and they have to be handled appropriately. There's uh, there's there's a, a fun mechanic in there that I didn't understand immediately, but eventually I got it. Did and, you do it uh, blind your first time? Yeah, completely. Good. We figured it out. It was good. So, well, I'd overslept on patch day. So, actually, the first dungeon I went in, somebody was already Mr. Bossy Britches and, you know, this, this, and this, and, you know, do it right, scrub. So, yeah. I'm like, fuck you. The patch has been out for six hours. Wow. Oh, but I thought it was fun. Zante, did you do them? Yeah, I, uh, I did it as well. And so, like, this time I've been going through the patch, right? Normally, I try to get onto my North American character and do stuff with you guys for patch days, but this time unfortunately like time zones just got in the way so i was clearing a lot of the stuff on my japanese character and going into the duty finder is such a different experience on the japanese data centers and one of them that's like major is you don't get these people on patch day being like this is how you fucking do it um so we went in there blind and yeah it was it was really fun um the music was cool i liked the the old school music for the first phase and then going into the uh what is it industrial rock um yeah, it's very industrial oh yeah. but can we talk so, about something quick in between because i i have heard the song and it is not just the final fantasy 6 atma boss music it also has a little bit of the final fantasy 6 regular battle music in there mm-hmm. that's a yeah, it's, nice it's, little twist it's a bit of a little blend and yeah. uh that was that was fun um the fight itself i found was very fun i liked the storyline moving into it i felt like this had a bit of a weightier storyline than kind of any other primal you know standalone primal we've done which seems fitting for the warring triad and ushering in like these new primals um and i think it's starting to pay off what they said what was it 3.1 they said you know okay we're not wrapping the primal through the storyline anymore we're doing the primal as a separate thing so i was curious to see how that would play out with the warring triad story and yeah i i enjoyed what story we had with it um and it, it felt like it had substance to it as opposed to just being like here's just a primal go, um we summoned it because <laughs> go 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 touch the crystal again and then yeah well isn't that the flatness of 2.0 and even alphano's story where it's just like we are adventurers on a quest to save the world and then like things just come up and we beat them and we're all happy and then alphano's like crystal braves we're gonna be the greatest heroes of the land and then reality strikes because that's not the way the real world works and then Mm -hmm. heaven's word Mm -hmm. and um i'm digging that these are 
like gritty primals, and we're basically assured what the next two primals will be because we have three three in the warring triad. Whether they'll come in what order or not, but we'll be seeing the other two. I I definitely imagine. Yeah, and I I really enjoy the lore to it. Like, it's not it's not that other primals haven't had lore, you know. And like Shiva certainly had like a lot of interesting lore going on, but a lot of them were just like, well, this is a primal. They have a beast tribe, and beast tribe summon primal. And you're like, well, okay. But with these guys, it's it's interesting because it's like, well, they're you know the people that summoned these guys were from aeons ago. You know, they were in these different lands. The Allegans did whatever. You know, and you've got some tie-ins to Coil there because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really interesting. It builds on the lore in a very interesting way, I think. For sure. All right, next up, Hildebrand. I did the short but sweet Hildebrand quest. It was short. <laughs> it was, oh my God, short. I was, I was, it was basically like, hi, yo, remember Hildebrand? Mm-hmm. There he is. I mean, that's the end. really what it was. Like, yeah. even the last cutscene, this isn't a spoiler, was like, Here's the cast of characters. So it's basically the introduction to Hildebrand. Yeah, it's only two quests long, so I was uh I was using Catella's name drop site and I she does this really nice thing where when she does her little roundup patch uh information kind of thing and tells you where all the starter quests are. She also tells you it's one out of how many quests, right? That's like mm, right okay. in the title information. And so for Hildebrand it says one out of two and I was like, two quests? Well, alrighty then, because save that for later. Yeah, you're not missing a whole lot if you haven't done it yet. It's funny. Oh, it's Hildebrand, and it's hilarious, and and the cast of characters are there, and it's got a lot of good references. It's even got a funny Dungeons & Dragons reference, if you know the gazebo <laughs> joke. that's uh... <laughs> I just about died. I'm just laughing. I like, wanted to tweet that so bad. <laughs> That uh, that that appears uh, a few times in there, um, and it's uh, it's funny and quirky, and it's it's Hildebrand. It's just not a whole lot of Hildebrand. Let me ask you guys this: um, Do you have to have cleared the previous arc with Hildebrand from 2.0? I do not know. I don't know, but there's a character in it that was from the early part of the arc. Because because what I'm wondering is that if this is so short and stuff, um, maybe this is the end. For people in 3.0 maybe this is like okay you may not have done hildebrand before um but you can come in now and you can catch up from this point on so you don't have to go through all these old quests if you don't want to it's possible i know the zombie dude from the first quest is in there so i don't know if you had to have at least done the one where you've dug him up out of the dirt and thanalin you have to have done her last vow the level 51 that gets you yeah you can't just do it it looks like oh you got to work up to it uh, that's what uh, Gamerscape site says. Yeah, is her last vow the the previous Hildebrand quest then? Yeah, where you get the outfit uh, and the emote. I don't know. Then maybe they just felt like reminding us Hildebrand was still around. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's a, a theme. Like I think I said last episode, it felt like a reboot when we watched the trailer. And it, I still have that feeling because you're seeing some of the original cast of characters from when Hildebrand started off in 2.0 and... And this is not much of a spoiler, but you do have a detective-like character that is with you that is probably going to be Hildebrand's thorn in his side or vice versa throughout this storyline. So, so can, yeah. Sorry. Uh, can we can we talk? Is this is this? Do we want to stay away from spoilers with Hildebrand? Because I'm wondering, like the other week, you predicted about Hildebrand and 
Briardian. Briardian is not in these quests. Okay. There was no Briardian in these quests. Um, I don't guess it's much of a spoiler because the guy's around um, the foundation. He, he's he's with the other line of quests. But, Briardian is, yeah. Yeah, so there's a guy named Seer that is following Hildebrand or is looking for Hildebrand as well as other cast of characters. And this Seer character um, seems to... Has a, has a way with Hildebrand that he's like, eh, I don't know if I like this guy. So you can already see the comedic angst that's going to form between these two characters. And that's where I go with the reboot. It's not the same people, but it feels like it's going to be season two of the same comedy. Same yeah. elements. Cool. I laughed a lot. <laughs> I laughed too. I laughed quite a bit. All right. Also, we have New Beastmen dailies the vath tribe and if you don't remember they are the bug type guys and they uh they're all all the nath apparently are like of a hive mind and these guys have like you learned this in earlier storyline that they are they no longer they like broke away from the hive mind and have their own little uh little town and uh and the new beastman dailies are kind of you know you helping them I I I actually really like it. Uh the storyline <laughs> I'm just gonna this is a tiny spoiler. But like the first thing they do is decide they want a, an adventurer's guild. And that's yes. you know I I like I don't know why, it's but cute. I like they wanted to be like they wanted, you know I think they're like dying to do anything that's not just a nap kind of stuff. They want to be independent they personalities and they wanna have yeah, they wanna have roles and they wanna have real lives. And so that was a little touching for me. And you and you help one of the little math guys around. And uh, they're about what you'd expect from a Beastman Daily. There's, of course, you know, the one where you fly around on their mount and you, you know, spray things. And there's, you know, we go kill stuff. How about stuff that up mount? That was, yeah. What was that thing called? I forget, it's got a we- really weird name. I don't, I don't have it in front of me. But um, the sound, when you zoom into it, is kind of like that. Australian long pipe thing that's like a didgeridoo. <laughs> the didgeridoo. Yeah. It sounds like a didgeridoo when you zoom in real close and it's fluttering its wings and stuff. It's it's a really weird sound, but it's a cool looking. And I still don't know what the hell it is. It's like a dragonfly. Uh, it's called a kongamato. Kongamato. And it's it's tip says after hatching from an egg laid near the riverbanks the. Kangamato larva spends its early life as a water-dwelling insect. Its maturity is signified by a metamorphosis, metamorphosis during which time its wings sprout forth and it takes to the sky. Interesting. So it's a water butterfly. It's a water but it's a, He looks like a seahorse. It's, to it's me. like a seahorse dragonfly. Flying seahorse dragonfly. Ugh, something that has irritating <laughs> gas. <laughs> it it's it's so it. irritating. And all of the NPCs you spray with it will tell you that. And then they still don't get out of the way. I don't understand that part at all. <laughs> spray spray my weed. How about that? Hey, go get some pipe weed for us. I, I laughed There's a lot. A lot of get smoking. Get our smoking weed. Okay. So we know what the uh, we know what the adventures out in Tailfeather are up to. Well, and, and one of the quests later, you're like getting this fruits to make this wine. So there's this is the party tribe. Apparently, Tailfeather is where the party's at. Apparently. <sighs> so I liked those. All right. Um, next, the mentor system. There is a new mentor system, and you have to jump through some hoops to become a mentor, but 
I was able to become one. No, ask me if I could get into the chat most exactly. of the time. Exactly. You got a nice <laughs> shiny crown next to your name, but you don't really get into the chat. I was able to get into it. I, Of course, my paladin wasn't up enough for me to get into it from the other, but my my gatherers were. And, um, yeah, it was... Um, I just walked into the place and it was, they gave me my crown and said, here you go. And that's it. Now every zone I go to says, Hey, my, uh, you, you can't log into the network. So I haven't been able to be a mentor yet at all. I have not had. Okay. So I got in the mentor chat this morning. I was the hundredth person, apparently hundredth because it's a hundred mentors and I can't remember how many sprouts can get in. And there was, there was some mentors helping people and somebody was, one of the sprouts was like complaining about crafting and the mentors were like, not even giving advanced stuff. They're like, well, here's the fastest, you know, do leaves and do these and, you know, you know, gather your own materials and stuff. And they were, you know, only one sprout was asking questions. Someone comes in there and it's like, well, you really should just point them to a guide and clear the chat. And they're like, what? So there was a meltdown in the mentor chat today where somebody wow. thought, well, it wasn't even like this conversation was going on for an hour or anything. They're like, let someone else ask a question. And we're like, we can see the sprouts. If they have a question, they'll ask. And then later, and then once that all blew over, a sprout did ask a question. However, it was about how do I, how do I stream my, or how do I record video from this game and stuff like that. So it wasn't even like in-game stuff, but whatever. People are getting help. So... I don't know how super helpful the mentor chat has been right now since it seems to be just mostly mentors yelling at each other. You had some good ideas for it, though. We talked about this last night in game, and you had some uh, good ideas about it. Do you remember your good ideas? I don't remember <laughs> <the> good ideas. <laughs> I remember. You were hammered, so you don't remember your good ideas, but you had them, and I remember them. And one was to toggle off. If you're a mentor, you should be able to toggle off the chat some way where you can um, – the mentors themselves – yeah. Can toggle off the chat where the the mentees can all talk and then when a mentor wants to get into the chat they can pop in later or something but uh that way it frees it up for more mentees to be in there instead of like all the mentors being in there and no mentees cuz that, that that would be stupid. What what's the point of yeah. having a chat with 99 mentors arguing at a, at each other and one mentee in there? Doesn't make and sense. I, I actually have posted that on the forums on Friday, I think. And uh, I had posted a, a please give me a way. Like, especially if I'm like running something else or I can't, I'm too distracted to mentor right now. Let me opt out and then free up that slot for a mentor that is paying attention. Some people, mentors are just hiding their chat log. Yeah. Well, that doesn't free up any spots. Exactly. So they, or maybe they should just all opt in. Maybe Sprouts opt in uh, automatically, but but mentors are like, okay, I feel like mentoring now or something. I don't know. It's it's not quite working out. Oh, and then I did Mentor Roulette. I did an in-progress Mentor Roulette, and I got into Party C. I get in there, and like Party A is full of trolls, and then Party C... Uh, th then they called me out. I, it was an in progress, so they were like at the puking bus and um, um, void radar. arc. Yeah. yeah. So um, so somebody's like, well, there's a mentor in your party. They should be explaining all the mechanics to you. What? So then I'm like, okay. And then so like somebody didn't do something. No, this was not that one. I don't know. I did several roulettes last night. So you're responsible for your oh, apparently party. Apparently, I'm responsible for the entire party, even though no one asked a question. So then when I saw somebody do something wrong, I just messaged or I just typed to my party, hey, you know, don't 
bait those over there or whatever. I don't remember what it was. And they're like, somebody came back with, well, don't feel like just because they called you out, you have to tell us how to do everything. And I'm like, okay, I'll just shut the fuck up then. So what, what, what? So it put a target on your back. Oh, yeah. So now I felt Well, like- yeah. As a mentor, uh, as soon as somebody has a question, I'll answer it. Until then, you know, you tell them what to do. Because mm-hmm. I'm not the I'm not going to be the asshole. To, and there's that fine line between, hey, I want to be a helpful player, and uh, I pay for my sub, and you're not going to tell me what to do. Oh yeah, yeah. It's also a bit odd to me that, um, because that sounded like it was a void arc, right? Yeah, I did a void arc, and I think I had a similar one in a was Crystal Tower, the second one. So it seems odd to me that like mentor roulette would be prioritizing that kind of content in the first place. Like it would have never even occurred to me that you would have gotten put in there because by that point I'm thinking you don't need a mentor anymore. You're at max level. I would think so. Um, well, what 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 good is a mentor in a void arc? Mentor in a, a a car normal I get. See that's that's what I was thinking, and so I guess that's a bit of a weird situation where somebody would like put a target on your back because normally you're going into a party. I would think with like a group of three other people and they're just like, Hey, we can't clear whatever. Or, you know, I think that's probably what they had in mind at least. And you don't have somebody being like, you know, tell me what to do or shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, and what's really funny is like mentor roulette includes extreme fights, right? The striking tricks, you know, why, why is that in mentor roulette? Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't sound appropriate to me. Cause at yeah. that point, like that's, well, it used to be challenging content, right? Like, that was something you needed to know what you were doing and you needed to be able to, you know, strategize and work with your teammates, not have your hand held and guided through it, kind of. However, I am enjoying one roulette that pretty much will pop me into anything anyone needs. So maybe that's the entire point. Just fill in yeah. that that spot. So I can get a cue to pop and I can help somebody clear something. And then who knows? Maybe it does search first to see if, if any low-level stuff needs filling first and then it, you know, searches... So, you know, as a DPS, which is what I queued up as, I'm going to probably end up in a void arc or something that needs multiple DPS. So I yeah. don't know, maybe, maybe the math, maybe the math works out. I think they will pay attention to this very closely, though, and look at feedback very seriously. They may not be able to roll it out as fast as we hope, like the suggested changes you mentioned. But mm. I think they're going to really look at it because obviously they've put like a lot of development time mm-hmm. into making the system. They obviously think it's of great importance you know, it's something that needs to exist. So I think they're going to look at it and take it very seriously. Well, I've already seen two screenshots of apparently like a gill seller who has mentor inviting all of his gill seller buddies into it. And then screenshots oh. of people kicking them all out with those Facebook keyboard roll faces. Yeah. Yeah. Keyboard roll names. So they'll make changes. It'll be all right. All right. If you're not doing a mentoring thing, you might be visiting the hall of the novice. I've messed around in here a little bit. Me too. Um, what did you guys think? I liked it. I I thought there were some good points to it. Let me let me cover the good points, and I'll tell you what I think could be changed. And overall, I'll just say this, 3.2 is very good. So there are very minor things that I would tweak about some of these aspects. For for Hall of the Novice, the good points, I think it, it covers the basic stuff really well. It starts you off with a let's dodge AoEs, and that one actually ramps up a little bit. Like if you... You kind of have to dodge AOEs in that one. Um, and two, two, two NPCs AOEs, which is what NPCs. I liked. I'm like, so first you just dodge a Conal and a line. And then now now a Black Mage starts casting at you too. So you have to... And then, then the tank uses Palm Gang on you. That surprised like, oh, fuck. the fuck out of me. Fuck! And then like, stay calm. And like the whole time that it's giving you helpful messages. Now, don't, you know... 
don't don't panic hang on you'll have time to move and then sure enough you do so i i had at least that initial one was really good the initial one was good now i thought some of the subsequent ones could have been a little more um intense because i did like the intensity of the first one and i like the intensity of the last one the intensity of the ones in the middle and I guess it's not supposed to be intense, but I still expect it to have a little more intensity. Anyway, these are level 15, so I get that. And that will, is what will draw me into what I would change. I really think they should have a level 30 set as well. That is double the intensity or something of these where you're actually using some 30 skills. I did this on my tank because my tank is the weakest of my three jobs. And I was like, let me try this as a 50 paladin. And I had an enjoyable time. But I had no point where did I have to manage my cooldowns. There wasn't a, a spot like, here comes a big tank buster. Here's what we call a tank buster. And be sure to use Sentinel or something for this one. There was none of that kind of stuff. So now, was there anything that like stun this? No. Any of them stun? No. no. There was See, no stun a, this. And that's, that's right up there with dodging AOE. That's when we're getting legit. Like how yeah. when do you when do I stun? When do I silence? When do I do things like that? And I think those could be covered in a 30 set or if they did a 15 30 45 60 set. And maybe they plan on doing that, but I, I think they should have had maybe a 30 set already implemented in this as well as a 15. That would be that would be my my major thing I would change about Hall of the Novice. And then secondly, I think that dude talking at the gate, there should be a way to click through that pretty fast so I can get to it. Because there's a little timer, a little ticky bar yeah. goes around and it's like, okay, I'm going to wait for 15 seconds for this guy to shut up before I can click him and start over. And then after that, it's fine. It's good. I, I died on the last one on my tank because, like, this goo comes out and I couldn't, like, get him in time. And I was like, well, shit, I better pay attention, you know, use a couple more things. <laughs> so I get it. That's 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 what I want. But I only felt that from the first quest and the last quest. Oh. And then my last point, and I'll shut up, I do like the glamour. It's that grayscale or m metallic look of the that the early set of gear. I don't know which one it is for the what it's supposed to emulate for the tank, but I like it. I, I glamored it because it it looks like a basic tanking set of armor and it, it looks really nice. And um, I, I thought that was a good incentive for what it is because it's one glamour. Oh, and that ring. I heard that ring works in un, un um not Here, unsynced, yeah. but lower synced. L lower synced stuff. If you sink yeah. into a dungeon below, uh, 30 or below or whatever, it, it works. So interesting, uh, interesting take on that. But those are my thoughts of the Hall of the Novice. Oh, Zante, do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, I, I didn't actually go into it, but... um. <laughs> so <laughs> well, great, now we've spoiled it for you. Yeah, no, 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 it's fine. Now I know what's in there. Um, the one thing I think about the whole mentor and Hall of Novice combo dealy here with training up the new players is, I don't want this to sound too harsh, but that the fact that we have to come back two years after this game was introduced and introduce more tutorial stuff, whereas we've said time and time again, like the entire first bit of this game is very handholdy and kid gloves on. It's very friendly to new players, I think. Um, you get active help text throughout everything. You get, you know, you have your guild hests, which is the thing I guess that grinds my gears the most. Is you have guild hests, which were designed and promoted as a way to learn certain skills and actually have content to challenge. You know, it's supposed to kind of give you a little bit of a, a taste of what's to come, and they give you hints in the text. Um, and I feel like 
it's just a bit of a shame that apparently they they feel like they've missed the mark in training up new players and that now all this time later we have to go in and put and put development time into making a new system for this yeah yeah no i agree yeah, it seems like the leave system, which guild leaves, is is part of that. The guild has, I, I feel like, is kind of maybe tied to that old way of the leave system. And they're, they're just things that they, once again, like they made something and they just kind of throw it away. They don't really, they didn't put these new items, these this gear in guild has. They didn't make a, hey, we've decided to do a tank, a DPS, and a healer guild has tutorial that ramps up to well, the guild has. Here's the difference, though. Here's the difference. I think Hall of the Novice is all solo content. There are people who are scared to death to even go into Satasha. These are inexperienced players who don't know how to MMO, and I think that's the target of this, where guild has are... You're in a party, and now you have that pressure of screwing up for three other people. Somebody has done the math of the casual dollars versus hardcore dollars, and casual dollars must be bringing in some more money. Must or they're, be. Or they're yeah. looking sure. to get a lot more casual dollars. But yeah, they, they could have gone back with the guild leaves, right? Because those are mostly... You can do them in groups, but like they're mostly single-player stuff. I, I feel like this could have been better integrated, and I guess like the encapsulation of this point for me is does anybody else think it feels really weird having that thing right outside of airport that just feels so out of place oh. to me. no because that's where you go to go to the first dungeon yes oh, well, no, it, it, it makes it makes yeah. metagame sense like i understand the progression but the aesthetic of, but, but, is strange yes, it's very odd yeah. yes yeah but it's like why do we have this guild sitting not even in airport but outside of airport just like well and there's no story they should have put like a grave or something like some some novice player died there and we're thinking about doing something to remember something that ties it in good you know it just kind of appears magically yeah now we just have a building that i mean i took a screenshot and put it on twitter prior to the patch and i was like standing out front of the hall of the novice now where's the door and it's like it's just a rock wall See, and I haven't been there yet because you can do everything from the Smith in any of the ones, any of the starter towns. Which I like too. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't even That's been good. to Aleport since three. And I guess they just needed a visual representation by the time somebody's like, well, now you have to go to Sistosh. And they're like, well, fuck, I haven't played with anybody yet. I'm seeing some mean shouts and some ugly stuff. And I don't know. I don't know if I want to play with people. Let me walk up this hill to see what the hell the quest is. Oh, what's this little green building thing? I get but it. Like it is. Like but I it do. Is yeah, odd. I do. I do think like the meta reasoning for putting it there makes a lot of sense, and that it is, you know, it, it is a good eye catch. Although I will say the icon for the Smiths, right, really big, really hard to miss. It will definitely like new players will see this and be like, huh, what's that? You know, you make a point, and it, I saw this in the Vath uh, Beast Tribe quest. There's some new symbols that they're kind of <sighs> goofing around with over people's heads and stuff. And I'm kind of liking them. I like some of the ideas. Maybe not all the symbols look great, but they, um, they're they getting uh, creative or experimental with some of the things that are over some of the NPCs' heads to make them stand out a little more. Yeah, and it's a little nice to see them break away from that meteor motif. You know, we've been working out with like the meteor for oh, the main yeah. quest. It just like, yeah, because the, the quest icons can look very similar. So seeing, you know, like, I think the Smith symbol is a Mandragora sprout, right? Mm-hmm. And so seeing that you kind of already have that imagery of, hey, that's what's over my head. Maybe I should go talk to this guy um, if you're a new player. And so, yeah, it's it's nice to see that moving forward. 
All right. So after you've finished all that, you should probably, you know, 50 levels later, go check out Stone Sky Sea. <laughs> this is just outside Idleshire. I think you actually start by talking to an NPC in the town. Oh, guess who? And oh, yeah. That's a, there's like a yeah, huge list, got- right? In, that's in town. And he's standing in the spot that our old friend, the uh, the adventurer there, the goodly adventurer. And it's like, where's the old guy? You know, the old goodly adventurer, he had a good job. He was sending us outside the city. And then they took his job away. They Unemployed. They took our jobs. And um, we, want, we just want to make Idleshire great again. So we want to see jobs come back to Idleshire. <laughs> Um, so the pugilist takes us out and guess who the goodly adventurer has a new job and he brings us into stone sky and sea, which is the not parser we've been promised. (laughs) (laughs) It is is most definitely not a parser though. It's not a parser. No, but it was fun. Like I went into it and I had, I had a blast because it's just beating up on the thing and it plays the cool final fantasy two music. That we hear several times in the game and on those, um, you know, the new glamour trailers that we get. And I had a blast beating up on this thing. I think I ran through once on my rotation on Summoner. And I beat something like really, like one of the very first ones. And then I tried something a little harder. And I was pretty happy with my um, with my DPS on it. Now, I, I couldn't tell you what the number was. But I beat the I beat the thing. So I guess if somebody had a question, I'd say, hey, I, I beat the I beat the thing. I promise. Um... I did think this would be a good tool if you wanted to um, watch somebody's rotation. And mind you, they said that you other people couldn't join you for this, which is technically true. But it's just a little island off the off the edge of um, Dravania hinterlands, so you could like watch somebody, right? Well, right, and. There are other people there. Yeah. At least there were when I was there. Like and when so- I finished, another person popped up in my spot and they started attacking the new target at the spot I was just at. So I could just stand back and I was like cheering him on. Yeah. And I, I play with, um, I, I'm a scrub and hate being social in MMO. So I play with other people's names off uh, over their head. And so when I got in there, I saw these other people attacking dummies, and I thought, oh, you know, okay, they put some like little faux NPCs in there to to attack dummies to make it look like it's active. And then I looked over and realized that they were real people, and was like, oh, so this is a bit like um, the diadem, I think, where it's a collective instance kind of thing, mm-hmm. where they they put multiple people in there, but you do queue by yourself, which I thought was kind of cool, and it was nice to kind of see that because that style of instance while instance and while compatible with the duty finder still lends to the feeling of it being a connected world with other people, which is really nice. It fills up. Mm -hmm. That's kind of weird to me. Yeah. You, if there's more than like 10 people in there or something, you can't get in. There's a message. Oh, that's now that's odd because I figured Mm -hmm. they would have had duplicate, um, instances of it. It's not really instance though. It's still in the, not at all. No. So can you can you fly over there or no? Yes. Cause you can fly right back. You can talk to a guy that's standing there and he'll, you just over the gorge back to the goodly adventurer but the first time i didn't know so i just flew over there and i was like this is totally within the same zone so see i i figured that it i guess what i just said was completely false it's not like the diadem it's just actually open world content that you content so i don't really get because we got mixed messages in the beginning that no other people couldn't join and maybe they can't join you like i didn't attempt to attack somebody else's mob because i didn't want to get yelled at or you know be a jerk but it probably gives you the message this is somebody else's duty 
So you can't help them attack their, their that's, target. That's, that's a bit odd then that you kind of you go through the duty finder. It's a local duty finder. You have to talk to that guy to pull it up. But to organize like what you're fighting, because it really made me feel like I was going into an instance. But uh-huh. that, and this would seem like, and you know, they talk about queuing up for it. And, you know, they say you have to queue up solo, blah blah blah. Like all the language around it made it think, made me think it was an instance. You know, and it could and be it, something. It, it could be experimental. What they the changing the lines between what instance and open world and queuing up for stuff that may be open. What I maybe this is an, a part of an experiment of things they can do bigger for 4.0 or things later in the 3.0 line. I don't know. That's me speculating. It's just got a weird vibe that you're queuing up through the duty finder to be teleported, you know, 100 feet to an island across a gorge, and you're just fighting stuff that other people can watch, which kind of is nice if you wanted somebody to watch you. And and I was going to make the point that you could, I guess, video what you're doing and have somebody watch your video. Very cumbersome, though, to have somebody help you with your rotation or DPS. And once again... There's no numbers. People have made like this thing on a on a website that you could punch in some stuff and it would give you some DPS numbers. Is that right? Yeah, there's a there's a website that yeah, if you're failing, you type in what percent the boss was at and how much time or something. I can't remember. There's like a couple that of builds. Yeah, and, and like what what job did you go in as and which one did you actually choose to challenge? Mm-hmm. It gives you kind of I don't know. I think that just goes to show, though, we want to see our DPS We want to see the numbers, numbers because we can derive yeah. a number out of this. You can say if you go for three minutes and you beat it at three minutes with this job and this this thing, this is what your DPS has to be to beat it at the three-minute mark. So you can derive a number out of it, but you just have to jump through stupid hoops to get what everybody wants in the at the at the end, and that's the DPS number. What is the number I need to hit? I get that they're steering away from that though, because I think what they really don't want to have happen, even with this, and even though Yoshi even teased this idea himself, I think, is they don't want people to say they, they don't want this to be a way to call people out. They don't want this to be something that you can say like, um, you know, like notice that you can't go and check achievements on somebody and say that they have cleared a certain thing. Right. Right. And so you can set up a party finder and say, be able to be, you know, um, stone sky sea challenge, whatever, but you can't check it. And so you can't really police people like that. I think that's what they're looking to avoid via the number thing. But yeah, it's like people need a measurable, a more measurable. They want a really finite way to say, this is where I'm at Mm -hmm. more specifically than just, oh, I cleared this thing. So I should be able to clear this other thing. Well, and it's just a pass fail. And I, I appreciate it for what it is. It is a do I have the DPS to, you know, to beat this thing. But as for it's it, it falls down, however, as a tool to do anything else. Like, am I working on my rotation? Well, without any sort of number, it doesn't even have to be a number. It could be a grading system, right? I could get, you know, one or five stars or something. Or how, what is like that rhythm has like. B's and SS's. ABS. I kind of thought that that was, no, that was somebody's screenshot. Somebody had an idea of using FOST and putting A rank, B rank, whatever. And we still don't even have ranks. Yeah. Do you guys think that people are going to use this? Because, I mean, I I think that most people who really want to fine tune their rotations and their DPS. Yes, those people will. 
those well they but they but they use parsers right oh, and yeah. so what i'm wondering is because like i didn't even realize you this could be full because i saw one other person when i was in there so what i'm wondering is if maybe the hardcore people are like that's nice i'm still gonna parse and in my front yard and figure out what i need to be doing oh for sure probably Our because parsers aren't going away because you can <laughs> yeah. you can just do it again just walk away from the dummy and come back and do it again whereas this you would have to queue or whatever now i did it because it was novel and i didn't have to have a parser up while i did it and i just wanted to see if i was even close to being the the snuff i wasn't fine tuning i was just checking to see if i was even close to being good enough to do this content and then when i beat it i was like oh great now i may go back and look at a dps number but you know I guess the difference between DPS numbers is if people's parsers aren't tuned correctly, like as a summoner, maybe you didn't put my pet ability, or maybe you missed checking a box or something, or maybe you didn't patch yours after something. So our numbers could be skewed because we're in two different places doing it, and we may not have the same configuration. This may help people pair up the parsing and that but once again it's still using a third party tool to fine tune I, I think the way they've done it the only real value here is for someone who goes in there can't pass it and realizes man I have to do something I am not ready that, that's that's all it's going to do is filter out people who are like according to this tool I am not ready to challenge this so yeah. I'm going to go gear up or whatever. So it, it's a measuring stick for that and helps you decide if I maybe, you know, what can I do different, right? So that's that's really the only – and that's all I think it's supposed to do. As a self-driven tool, yes. As a tool to communicate what the expectations are for Stump, it doesn't help at all. It is also pretty nice for console players. It gives you some I, sort of measurement, Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of them are just completely left out or have to go ask a friend like, hey, can you be my party and parse me real quick or something like that. So this is a nice tool for them who don't have other options. All right. I think we punched that one to death. Huh. <laughs> we, beat, we beat the challenge. We beat the challenge. <laughs> uh, we had a whole bunch of battle system slash job changes that I cannot talk too intelligently about. I know Paladin got a pretty good changes i know summoner got some i got a tiny change to enochian i guess um i'm trying to think if there was any that impacted me that i liked i did a little bit of astrologian the other night when we did that farm for bismarck and i was enjoying redraw instead yeah. of shuffle <laughs> so that was uh that was fun i was enjoying the um increased timer on uh, my mp regen ability there lumiferous aether i think and um i was also enjoying um the uh en uh, en enmity increase on uh paladin well when i was goofing around doing um uh, within the oaths, um, doing stuff around uh, fates and, and stuff like that. So I didn't have a you know a total package because I don't play a whole lot of classes. But for what little ones I did, I was uh, it, it was buffs across the board. It seemed like everybody got buffed. Uh, so there was a, a little buff for every everybody but white mage. <laughs> white mage got nothing. White mage is perfect, perfect class. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. But yeah, uh, redraw is really nice. Like it just, it finally just, it just completely takes out that frustration of, oh my God, did you really just give me that card? Like, can I throw this card on the ground? Can I set it on fire? I don't want it. <laughs> Make it go away. Yeah. Um, and the thing that struck me the most about the, just looking over the notes, because yeah, I haven't played a lot of these jobs at 60 as well, um, is a lot of things seem to get TP reductions. 
yes. like across the board TP yes. reductions everywhere. So that was cool. Should help with pacing issues. Yeah, maybe making like um, bard machinist. I think maybe some people probably felt like that was still pretty required for like raid content. It was like you got to have some sort of TP recovery party member and maybe this lightens up on that a little bit gives some alternate builds an opportunity to succeed maybe and they really did patch up machinist a lot machinist yeah some major changes yep 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 i think i think it was much needed from the sounds of it all right there was some housing and free com- what even was the housing and free company well let's see just the Orchestrian uh, was the major one. I think uh, we crystal about bell that. crystal bell oh yeah we have a crystal bell now diable airships I haven't oh, done yeah. that yet. Have we died our airships? We They're have not. Are we need to. Right yeah, they are out right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we need to. I guess. I guess we're just dying everything. Nafika green. Oh, we okay. can, but we can play. <laughs> we can okay. play with it. Yeah, we'll have to. What do we put? See. Can you? Oh man, I don't want to see some metallic green. Somebody, we got to change the privileges, I'll set Ruby. The privileges. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we will. We'll put a lock on that as well. We've we've put some locks on things, so we just want to make sure we. Uh... Who who did we ever find out who keeps turning all of our uh, NPCs around facing the wall? Oh, I don't cause... know. I gotta put. I gotta. Put oh a wait, lock that on was intentional. I don't know who did it. Nope. I rotated them all back the other day. There's a. It sounds like a mysterious Tonberry that used uh, to follow. I don't think that, but I don't think that yeah, has permission. Yeah, I don't think the Tonberry can do that. So. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Um, I don't. You can sell things from your retainer, but that's more quality of life, I suppose. And um, gosh, I don't really know what else did we get. We we got some new furniture, I think, but I haven't played with any well, of the new like furniture. It's like some pudding pudding furniture that is disturbing as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And the Faust, the uh, the Faust and the dinosaur skeleton. If you want some night of the museum action in your yard, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and and so far, I haven't wanted. <laughs> I didn't, guys, I didn't realize what Faust looked like until I went in to see this two Faust fight. And I guess this is because I've always gone in healing, right? So I've never gotten up close and personal with them. And I'm always zoomed out at max range. Oh, yeah. But so I saw the preview for that housing thing, the the Faust statue. And I was like, what is that? It looks like an armored Sahagin or like yes. a scuba suit. And then And then I got into the Midas and I was like, oh, that's Faust. That's what Faust looks like. I don't know why it never clicked for me. Yeah, we have some new minions, and one of them is the Faust, and there's a close-up picture on the on the patch notes, and I'm like, that's not... And I heal as well, Zante, so I have the similar I've thing. I've never like, seen Faust up close. Well, yeah, and you that. cast. You're like, I no, want to be no, as far away as possible. Oh, I think we talked about the orchestrian already a bit, about music, and I like that you can you have one in your in-room also. That you can, you know, and it's play basically with. if you have the song, you can change it. So, for example, Yelta's got a ton of songs, and she's put another round is the the music for the house, which we, you know, we love. Usually, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I was able to change it to something else, but she couldn't change it to what I had changed it to because she doesn't have that song. However, me changing the song, everybody can hear it, so you don't have to have the song to hear it. Just somebody who has the song and has access to the orchestrion can play it for everybody. It's a really neat concept. I'm digging it. I like it. It's fun. I like to come into the house and, and somebody's changed the song or whatever. And We've I don't even know. Right in front of the staircase. I just right plopped now, it down. Yeah. Right, but it's the thing I want to play with. I don't want to go upstairs. I just want to play with the orchestrion. No, just just leave it where it is for now. I think it's perfect. I, I think there's some new uh, free company crafting, too. I don't know what it is. It just says new craftable items have been added to the company workshop. I know one of them is a new ship, guys. New ship. Yeah, parts. there there is a new airship tier. 
um, which I foolishly didn't expect. So I didn't have a lot of those materials we needed to unlock oh the boy. schematics. Here we go oh, again. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So basically what we have to do is start sending our ships to those those zones to collect those base mats to be able to unlock the uh, the schematic itself. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's go ahead and stop the podcast so we can have a free company well, meeting. Free company meeting. It's all about Nofika's bosom. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, uh, so let's Did we have some gear? Did we have some gear changes? I think there was some new. I haven't really gotten much of the new gear. I did mention that I got that replica Allegan stuff because we, we farmed the hell out of some T5 to get some replica um, little parts. And it seemed like after after that, most of the items to get it were relatively easy. Although I did have to get a Cassia block for my for my cane, which is kind of expensive if you can't make the astral oil. But I digress. Um, there's some neat stuff, but I haven't goofed a lot with the glamour um, as probably I should yet. There's just so much to do, you know? Yeah, and one, we have new tombstone gear, of course. We have new, uh, pretty high, I think, craftable gear. And all this stuff now takes materia. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. right? I have played with that a little bit. Tell. Um, so I expected, first off, I expected all of the previous, like, Rare EX gear, the exclusive gear, to have this ability. And it's only stuff from this patch moving forward. Okay. So once again, we don't we don't go back and fix the old stuff. We only patch on top of it but um i have put in materia into my midas gear and it's uh it's actually what is it the slot gears only like you can't over meld any of this stuff it seems and it says that in a little message on the gear it says like forbidden materia restricted so you don't have as much room to play with it so but completely you can... restricted you can't put secondary yeah. you can't put nothing there's no it gets two slots and you can fill those slots and that's it that's it and those two and slots can be filled with whatever you want Yes. Okay. Yeah, you could put the base stats on there because it's not over-melding. So you could, you know, put vitality on a strength thing or whatever. And but I, yeah. I'm willing to bet, and I didn't try this because it was like, well, I want crit on this piece and that's what I melded. But I'd be willing to bet that the base stats are at cap already. Yes, I've heard I, that. You know, so yeah. so in that regard, like until you're getting accessories, then the the big change with vitality versus strength probably won't come into play. But I'm curious as to whether or not those accessories are even going to have slots or not. I didn't actually go and look. They may have one. For which ones? Yeah, maybe I one. I think oh, accessories and belt has one, and I think all the, the other The neck piece has one I bought. Two. Yeah, I okay. Bought, I bought the cool. neck piece, and it has one slot. Uh, the prototype mighty and bracelets. Or no, not bracelets. I said neck. I have to scroll yeah. up. I'm, I'm on Ariella's. If, if you haven't checked it out, uh, she's got all of the uh, gear. She has all the, uh, the new gear up. Hmm. Oh, the the it's taking forever to load though. But yes, the uh, neck piece, neck band of casting has one slot. And it looks like I can put spell speed into it, but it already has determination. At you know, but you probably can't put ints on like your ints. But I can't capped. put all the all the ints are capped. Hmm. I you it, well, and I think they said right out all if like casting gear you won't be able to put int in, fending gear you won't be able to put vit in. Yeah, and you've never really been able to do that with anything. So. Yeah. It makes sense. So. Um, I did see that it looked like you can put crit into a piece that already has crit, so the side stats aren't necessarily capped. That's good. But I think it's going to depend on the piece, and you know, maybe with, I don't know, maybe like stuff that comes out of Savage, you can do a little bit more melding. Maybe there's more slots or something. Well, I, I think, I think your crafted one is still going to be pretty boss, because you. I think in those, you do have forbidden melds. 
that you can right you do yeah and the crafted stuff so it so far like the the material on tombstones you're not going to completely run away with it but it is i think very nice for customizing your build a little bit you know Mm -hmm. if you're a scholar and you've got these pieces that don't have any crit you can kind of pad that a little bit or whatever um and it finally even though yoshida says we're not we're not going into varying play styles and varying builds and all this stuff i think this does actually move in that direction a little bit so maybe we're not gonna go and have like these branching classes like somebody asked for um you know like for a dps dragoon and a tank dragoon and stuff like that but we do have a little bit more freedom now, which is nice. Well, let me mention something here that we sort of skipped with Stone Sky C, um, and that's accuracy. And I've noticed that in this patch, uh, this is going to be touch a few points. One, I've heard a lot of bitching from tanks about losing hate because they feel like their accuracy is not hitting. But I think that's the ones that are staying more in a DPS stance than they are in a tanking stance. But I'll move away from that. Um, healers. I'm having a hell of a time getting my my stuff to land because I feel like the accuracy is just not there. But once again, I haven't increased all my uh, my gear yet. Um, and then Stone Sky C um, does not take accuracy in effect when you hit that dummy, so you're not getting the best idea. It's not. It, it makes the it makes the measuring stick even more broken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's one other broken piece to to that. So. You know, I've thought about, I wonder if I want to have a set that has more accuracy so I can do more DPS as a healer. It's just, it, it does lend to the idea, do I want to build a set that's going to do more of this uh, versus that? I'm not a real fan of this accuracy stuff. It's like another way for Yoshida to say, hey, tanks, you need to be tanking. Hey, healers, you need to be healing. But I, I hate that just my dots won't land. That part kind of I feel sucks. like your dots should land. But but again, like you said, though, we're at the beginning of the patch, of this patch, not, you know, in two weeks when we actually put some... Sure, you know, ask me in seven weeks stuff. when I've earned that weapon <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm able to put a few more things in slots whether or not I want to do accuracy materia in healer set. That may be totally gag me with a spoon at that point, but we'll see. You know what's funny about accuracy is like I never used to get so frustrated because I have the same thing as a healer. It's like really irritating to to go into cleric stance to throw up your dots and you know you need to switch back and stuff and to find that your dots didn't land and you're just like really yeah. What's Come the on. point? I just wasted time. Yeah, but you know in other games where I would miss all the time, you know because accuracy was maybe more stringent, it didn't bother me. And I think one of the reasons it really grinds my gears in in fourteen is that. You know, accuracy is based on your level compared to the mob you're fighting. And it seems like almost all the way through your leveling process, you're always kept. The game itself is designed to keep you at the necessary accuracy. You don't miss things. Like, when you go through dungeons, you pretty much don't miss. Oh, for sure. Because you're at that level that you're supposed to be. The accuracy checks out, and you you don't miss at all. So you go through most of the game never missing. The 24-man raids handholds you. Yeah, you yeah. you just you never miss, and then you get into certain content at the end, and it's like you're whiffing left and right, and you're like, "What's this nonsense?" And it's like, "Well, you don't have enough accuracy." Yeah, as a healer, it's just a big middle finger. Yeah, that's it's like, well, "Where am I going to get accuracy?" That's why that for the tanks, I'm just like, eh, "Shove it a little bit," because it's like, I understand you guys need to be tanking and hold the hate, and I I get what you're saying when you you know, you want to do a little more DPS, whatever, but you guys aren't really, I don't think that's as much as missing as maybe the enmity thing is is skewed in a different way. I, I just, it pisses me off because I take a risk when I switch into cleric stance 
to yep. that I'm not going to heal my tank properly. So I'm taking a you know a five to ten second risk there, uh, or you know a five second risk to, well, maybe, to pass that. Well, maybe cleric stance should just give you ten percent more accuracy or something. That would if you're be nice. Gonna, you know, if you're if you're, I mean, like fixed, right? So if I, if I'm going <clears> to <throat> switch into cleric stance. I now have a bit of a buff, and I have a better chance. And I wouldn't mind that for Sword Oath either. Or Defi- I think it's Defiance is really the Warriors are having mm, a hard time yep. in Defiance uh, uh, doing what they need to do. And I wouldn't mind that either because, you know, they're they're landing their stuff. But that's a, that's a good point, Yelta. That's something I might need to create a petition about on the official forums. I, I kid. I'm not making a petition. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what was that? Something, something, or... Summon Rokian. Summon Rokian. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Throw back. The player base is primal. I mean, he's on my Skype list. I could just grab him. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, there was a lot of quality of life changes. I think we already mentioned some of them. Like you know, selling. It's like you can be in your your retainer's inventory and you can and don't do it accidentally because I did it accidentally. Right click sell stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they also haven't done it yet, but they've also made it so you can reorder the subcommands. Need to do that. I haven't done it yet, and I'm I'm intrigued. So I don't know what else. Uh, they did a lot of changes for like if you're trying to take screenshots. That's awesome. Yeah, by the way, yeah. and and just to mention, there there are two new emotes. Uh, you get them through the storyline uh, slash V pose, which is victory. I don't know why that's not slash victory, but slash uh. V pose. I guess because it keeps rotating or it'll rotate through a set of poses. Anyway, slash V pose and slash B stance or battle stance. Um, those are neat. Um, I played with those, but I, I've played a lot with the uh, slash G pose, and then you you can strafe. Uh, or left and right, and it, it it changes the angle. So what I'll do is I'll strafe, and then like I'll turn the the camera angle, and I'll strafe again, and I'll turn the camera angle, and you can get some really nice shots where you, maybe you're in the bottom right or left corner, looking out at a distance, and then it gets foggy, so your character in the bottom right looks clear, but they're looking way out in the distance, and it would make like a really nice background, really nice screenshots. Cinna and I. At the end of Lost City, took a really nice screenshot um, at the at the boss statue, and we're goofing around with the uh, battle poses. Just I don't know this kind of stuff is fun. I'll spend 10, 15 minutes. I'll take screenshots anywhere. I carry the sun minion on my hot bar. I will come up with a spot and take screenshots anywhere, anytime. Um, yeah, I'm weird. Yeah, I'm the guy that said that glamour was for kids and I hate Barbie dress up. And I'm the first the first thing I did when we got into this game was number one, when patch patch 3.2 came out, the first thing I did was I grinded red scripts to get the book for the orchestrion. Then I made the orchestrion and the second night we farmed turn five for glamour. That that was my original 3.2 experience. (laughs) What have I become? Uh, What have you become? But uh, some fun stuff. One thing that we discovered, um, because this is annoying as hell, when you log in, a play guide pops up. Uh, If you log in now after 3.2, a little pop-up appears and it says, do you want to go to the play online play guide or something to that effect and go to a website. Did did you disable it? You can disable that. (laughs) You can go into the character configuration. Um, I think it's, is it the HUD tab? It's one of them near the bottom. You can untoggle that. Please untoggle that if it's annoying you. It annoyed the hell out of me. 
For sure. I think it's nice for people who might need it, but it should definitely be untoggled. Or, you know, I'm glad they actually made it so you can just say, nope, don't come up. Yeah, I think if you're going to add stuff at this point, if the developers are going to add things, they need to be toggleable. Toggleable. Because we've been accustomed to playing one way. So, you know, maybe I don't need that. I'm okay. So let I me don't need all that UI clutter. Um, there was something else that I want a word of warning to those that um, see the option for changing your HUD, um, uh, the, the size, like the 4K thing. If you touch it, it will fuck up your UI. So if you touch it and you haven't saved your UI, please just go save your UI before messing with these things. I didn't do it. I read reports of people having this oh, happen. But okay. uh, Cinna is always, did you save your UI? Did you save your UI? And I read a few Redditors that were like, Forgot to save my UI. Be sure to do it before you do this. What else? We got new hairstyles. I'm sporting one of the. I think I think Cinna's sporting the same hairstyle yep. as I am. She got a new hairstyle. curls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what else? I don't know. There's new triple triad cards. So that's you know we talked about that too. Another reason to go in and do stuff. Is yeah. Triple triad cards. New minions. Talked about a little of minions. The Adamantoys uh, flies now. It's oh, kind yep. of annoying. Spinny. I saw the shadow on the ground at some point. It's just funny, this like egg shape spinning across the ground. What the hell? All right. Oh, they did adjust. This is one that I enjoy. They adjusted. So when you're doing the diadem and you get the mist fall or whatever items, you can now you can now filter out and not see like hide items registered to oh, gear sets or hide. Yeah, because I I think I accidentally sold a really kicking pair of bracelets once and gone can't buy back hmm. there's one that Cinna was goofing with was like it shadows out like if you're if you've got the equipment you open it'll shade out jobs that won't she was playing with it we couldn't figure it out so we'll have to play with it some more where it, like it darkens the color of the item if you can't equip it on any of your classes like oh really yeah like if, I you, see if that. you have like a level 50 fisher and you have a 60 rod and, and and it's like it lights up like you could equip it if you're not on the fisher class but if you go to fisher of course it, it darkens you can't, yeah. but if you, i think you can toggle this where it'll darken it on any class you can't equip. i don't know i could be completely off base but there's something to that uh there was another one that she toggled off. Oh yeah, she didn't like the little circles on the oh, yeah. on the HUD the cool display. Up. I don't really like the. You can toggle cool that off timer. as well. I like it. Can you? Yeah, I you, thought you couldn't. I I think you can. I think she found I, it. Oh, Which really? Research. Research. We're talking about on your menu on your bar, your action bar. Oh. I thought, I thought they even like said. Those. Well, they wrote the whole thing up about here's why we made the change. Oh and, well, maybe you can't. Because I was saying you could, because I thought I had heard you could, and then. That if you, it's a dev post where they talk about, um, oh, let's see. Well, that's interesting if you can't. Option to remove the circle image on skill cooldown is the, um, and so Zexos had posted a long thing from the uh, UI lead, and he's like, wrote this huge long Maybe thing. that's what I heard was the argument. Maybe mm -hmm. she was talking about the argument because that's something that should be able to be toggled off. Yeah, and right now, like in the bottom paragraph, it says, is it impossible to add an option? Cutting straight to the conclusion, it's not impossible in the long run, but but right now they're not. And they know that some people aren't going to like it, right? So they, they they did a whole bunch of, they did like four phases of testing with QA and, and stuff. And they tried, you know, different new and improved versions. And, and they showed the vote ratio 
one liked it, nine or one didn't like it, one nine did like it or whatever. So they understood, and this is in big red letters, out of 10,000 players, 1,000 players are going to not like it. So they, fuck they, you to one yeah, out of 10. So, yeah, no, no, they, they know people aren't going to like it. I'm starting to get used to it now, but I it, it kind of hurts my eyes. It makes it harder for me to see. Now, luckily, I have all my stuff lined up where basically one, two, three, four, five are the stuff I hit the most often. And like if I'm playing, you know, two different healers, Isuna or that type of ability Keep is it in the same number spot. Four. Yeah, yeah. So my fingers know what to do. I don't have to see it, but I have a hard time seeing the icon now with the little countdown thingy. But a lot of people do like it. So I'm not really sure. I, I'm, we'll get used to it. I think even those of us who don't like it will adjust. And by the time you adjust, they'll make the toggle. They'll, they'll make it to- or they'll change it again. Do, do like what they did with the AOE indicators. Oh, speaking of changes and some people don't like it. Did you guys notice the new duty finder thing where you could see like how many people are actually seeking? I couldn't get it to work. I don't know what it does. You All I see little, is diamonds. You have to hit the little refresh button. And then it, like in the screenshot, you'll see that like one person's seeking for Satasha. So I think this is a really good idea. However, I find it really depressing a lot of the time because... This this leads into the party finder, right? Like this is mm-hmm. you're you're about to go queue up for it, but hey, maybe somebody on your server is doing this. Maybe you want to go play with them, and so you see that, and that's a great thing to have there. And I think that's a really good tool for trying to build more community on the servers. You know, try to get people to play with people they're going to be able to play with again. But when you turn that on, there are so many duties on that duty list, and the average party finder on a busy night on an active server seems to get about maybe 20 hits at once. So if there's only 20 parties forming on the party finder and you've got like hundreds of different duties in your duty finder, most of those are going to come up as zero Mm -hmm. and seeing a bunch of zeros staring back at you is a little sad. You know what I didn't understand about this that I'm getting so that's for party finder. That's showing you how right. many party finder people yes. want those that's things. It's not how many yes. people are looking for it in duty finder. Because I was like, this number should be astronomically large, not one or two. I get it now. Those are party finder people. Well, but most of those aren't going to be like, hey, looking for a Karn hard, you know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So like, it's great in theory, and I love that they're trying to reinforce use the party finder build your server community. So like, you know, it, it's a small change. So it's like. It's not going to hurt anything, but yeah, it's like you're not, most people don't go to the party finder for leveling content. Um, and it's kind of, it was a little bit vague in the patch notes and it doesn't give you any explanation in game. So I could see a lot of people being like, oh, this is how many people are queued up for it. None. Mm-hmm. Okay. We also don't have extended relic grind stuff yet. There may be those when they're bring back some dungeons. So maybe when relic, if, if they do something with that, where you have to go back in dungeons and do some other stuff, maybe that'll be. Well, and actually, yeah, this helpful. weekend I've seen more. I've actually seen some four-man content up in the Party Finder. I'm. I have seen. I actually, honest to God, saw well, Karn yeah. Hard, and and they they put up a, a Party Finder, which and I've, I've I seen them was kind of stunned. The relic. relic, I can see for sure. Yeah. Um. The other thing they changed when the uh, Duty Finder I like is the the role waiting list. I can now see if I'm the tenth or the hundredth damage dealer waiting. So I know if I can pee or not because that's really what this this entire change is. Can the, I run the to the finder? <laughs> the pee finder. <laughs> so I remember reading about this, and I remember looking for it. I have not seen it on mine yet. Is this something you have to toggle into? It showed up for me. I don't know. It you now like you queue up for something. 
and then the little thing will pop up or not. So it says, you know, readying duty. You have to click that, click it in your duty list and it'll come up and you'll see this. I'll have to keep an eye out. I've only queued yeah. up for like three things since 3.2. So and I've queued up for a lot of stuff, but I've queued up. I think a lot of people have been running content with people they know. Yeah. So I, I don't think we've seen this a whole lot because it just gets you in. But I, I have seen it. I, I do like it. Oh, and then uh, they added Mentor Roulette, which we already talked about. Let's see. There's some PvP stuff, but that's in the notes, but it's not out right. No, that's, I think it's that's probably the, the last thing that, that is known about 3.2 is that we don't have the whole thing yet. So we're going to get the, the Feast will be coming out in two weeks. Well, I guess a week probably since this podcast comes out or something. So uh, we have a, a small delay and then um, uh, we'll have the Feast come out and uh, we'll be feasting. I've already bought some of my, uh, <laughs> my PvP gear for it. Oh, yeah, the yes. PvP gear, though, is out. So you can go look at some of that new PvP gear. Oh, okay. All right, then. Any other miscellaneous stuff we want to mention in the patch? About the patch? Are we are we done talking about the patch? <laughs> I like the patch. I thought <laughs> That's it was, your overall thought? I thought overall. it was a good... I thought it was a good... Listen, patch 3.1 was very lackluster to me, and I think for most, most of the community, we expected more out of 3.1. Now, whether that was... A, a true statement based on factual evidence or if that's just anecdotal what my my gut feeling was and, and many other players' feelings were. But 3.2, I feel like now we're starting to have enough content that I feel like I've got several things I need to be working on. And just the things like, like Diable High Alligan and the mounts in, the, in, more, um, in more primals uh, the number of primals we have now, I'm starting to feel like we finally have a balance where there's enough content that that many tiers of players are having an enjoyable time. And I don't foresee this running out in a month. I haven't done any content at this point from 3.2 that I think, yeah, this is going to last about a week. And nothing that's going to involve multiple people. Yeah, maybe Hollow Novice or maybe Stone Sky C, but not... Not the raids, not Alexander, not uh, Sephiroth. These these should have some longevity, and once we've beaten it, we'll go back again. There's reasons to go back, and that's what I'm thankful and um, am really happy about with patch 3.2. That's my overall thought. How about you, Zante? Any last thoughts? I'm in a very similar state of mind about this. It really hits exactly what I think we needed, which was more playability. So, yeah, good stuff all in all. I like the patch. I'm hoping it'll uh, be interesting in three weeks and four weeks and ten weeks out, but we'll we'll have to see. I got so bored after 3.1, I just, I'm hoping that that doesn't happen again. However, I've also upped my networking, and this has nothing to do with the patch. We have kind of up, upped our trying to be more involved in other link shells and stuff to have, you know, drum up more people to play stuff with, so I think that'll help also. So... I think it was a, well, good job. <laughs> well done, patch 3.2. Yes. All right, I think we're going to skip over the what's on tap. I think we covered some of the highlights for the developer's blog or tracker. There There's was a, a lot a of stuff, but it was like, we're going to fix this, and we yeah. realized that. And... All right, but let's take some shots. Uh, let's just discuss quickly here. Uh, so some people have mentioned that the new separate music sounds... <laughs> sounds... um. A little bit, a little, little similar to uh, 
when worlds collide by Powerman Five Thousand. Now I'm familiar with the song. I know I know that song. I'm from Minnesota, and that was all that played on the local rock station. Oh wow! See, for I like don't two years. I don't yeah, even know yeah. who they are. Yeah, you don't even know it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, uh, so I, I know that uh, Parliament Five Thousand had done a tweet. I think it was, and they're like, "Oh man, this is when world collide," and they're like, "This is the, this is our song." And I, it sounds similar. In fact, when I went in there and I got to the second phase, I'm like, man, this sounds like something like Nine Inch Nails would do or, or Power Man 5000. I didn't really associate it specifically with that song, mm. but it does have a similar sound. But I mean, if every, I mean, yeah, everything has a similar sound. They it, sound just like two other bands. So I think what didn't help Sokin is he's, he has said in the past, he's a fan of Power Man 5000 prior to this, but it could be that. Power Man 5000 heard he was a fan and started listening to his stuff and found some. I don't know how relevant Power Man 5000 is. Somebody said, like, they, they haven't been relevant the since 90s. the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know much about Power Man 5000. A lot of people on Reddit were breaking it down and saying what they felt and what they thought. And, you know, a lot of people who know more than me. But I guess it, it was enough that it warranted an official response from Yoshida that basically says why they, like, what what they created it from. It's from Sephiroth. They used lyrics and things that had to do with that fight. The first phase, of course, had to do with Six's sounds. And then when they went into the second phase, it had all to do with him being the, you know, the world tree and the motivation. And 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 it's it's basically just about that fight. It has it's not stolen from anywhere else. And then he just basically says, without even naming the band, that industrial rock is a popular genre that can be divided into numerous subgenres. Track composer Sokin also stated that he was unaware of the track in question while working on this. Have a nice day. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. The, the yeah. end. Didn't mention the band. No publicity for the band. I don't really buy the fact that Sokin was unaware of the track. If he said he was a listener, he's probably heard it before. But Sokin listening and then copying it is bullshit. That didn't happen. I don't believe it at all, personally. And, like, the... Sokin is an avid fan of music, obviously. He's listened to a lot of stuff. He's gone on record talking about bands. But, you know, as an artist, I feel like at some point you are going to hear things and it is going to influence your style. But, like, there's a difference between having influences of a genre, having influences of a band, et cetera, et cetera, and just lifting wholesale. And that's what I don't think happened here at all is any kind of just plagiarism, really. Well, and I think it undeniably has a similar sound. If you, if I, if I linked the, the Parliament Five Thousand video right now, you guys would be like, "Oh yeah, I can kind of see." But you know, and and that goes into the next, uh, the next link we have here, where a redditor posted a breakdown about, um, and I don't even know what most of the stuff means, but they talk about the drum, drum track and the instruments and the pattern and you know, the, you know, the guitar. <laughs> there's like a two chord progression <laughs> I, I that's like the that. same you know the vocals you know the vocals are made uh, honestly the vocals is what made it sound similar to me mm-hmm. it's a, it, but that's but that again goes into that entire industrial rock yeah. sound right it's like yep yep that's exactly <laughs> what it is doesn't this have it's... a little bit of a flavor of a recent scandal about react videos it just has that same flavor to me like we can't just take down somebody's reaction you can't just use two two chords in a row and call it my song it just doesn't work that way <laughs> so well i i doubt anything will come of this but i i really 
doubt that he outright copied anything. I, or- I would be very surprised because honestly, like, Sokin doesn't need to. He's good enough <laughs> yeah. to be able to do his own thing and make it better. So I don't, I really can't see him having copied. All right. Uh, we also have a response from Yoshida about the Chidi Pants Black Mage we talked about on a previous episode. Um, I think it kind of comes down to they've received a lot of reports. He they were, yep, they were able to confirm a players were circumnavigating aspects of the game system. So, and it, I don't did it sound like a third party software? I'm not sure, but it there? has to do with the yeah. I think it is, and I think it has to do with the throttling of how you how it times. Uh, server side uh, versus client side with the the lag and latency and and cast times and they they were able to manipulate it where it almost had no cast time and it was just popping off uh, like almost every time you hit the button so yeah it it sounded like it wasn't just exploiting a timing thing which is what a lot of people were like that guy's just that good and he was able to you know just time his cast right no this was outright cheaty pantsness all right. Um, I know also I think they said they were going to do something about it. I don't know if they were going to tighten up the client server checks or what. I'm sure they banned that asshole, so <laughs> he's gone. And it sounded like it was more than one, the mm. way they wrote it, but it's hard to tell. All right, happy hour. Uh, we don't have any listener questions. We I think we have a, a post, but, uh, but I think we're going to discuss our contest. We said a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago we are going to have a contest. We right? got a contest. We don't even have a name for the contest. We should come up. By the time it's we a... talk about it, we will have a name. <laughs> so we'll give you the rules and what it is, the and then rules. we'll give you a name of it. Okay. I... Okay. So the contest is going to be a guessing game. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Here's what you guys got to do. You need to guess the combined playtime, so if you do slash playtime, the combined playtime of Ruby and Yelta added together. Yes. Okay, and at exactly noon, well, yes, exactly when we're done recording this. Exactly when we're done recording, (laughs) which will be exactly noon. Nobody can prove it, but it'll be exactly noon. No, we... Look at the clock. It's going to be pretty close. We have an exact time that we're picking, so we'll do it at the exact same time, adding it together... It will be today as soon as we end the podcast. We will lock and lock that time down, and that's the time you're going to be guessing. And oops! And how we're going to judge who wins? We're going to make you guess, and then the two closest times without going over, because this is this is how you do this type of guessing game. So the two closest without going over. If you go over, you're disqualified. So so the two closest guesses win the prize is any one item from the mog station valued at $15 or less so one item $15 15 or less 15 US dollars US dollars cuz yeah so that's the prize so it's prices right rules you can't go over or you lose so if you haven't if you're not old you probably don't know what the prices <laughs> right is <laughs> if we have combined played 100 hours and you and somebody guesses 90 hours and somebody else guesses 101 hours, the 90 wins, not the 101 because they went over our playtime. Capiche? And you must give the the uh, your guess in the format of XX days, XX hours, and XX, XX minutes. So if you go into the game type slash playtime, that is the format you need to give us your guess in. So 100 days, 45 hours, 30 minutes. So, all right. And where do you enter? Where do you enter this? You enter this on our website. Come to the website. We will have a contest thread 
that we create, we'll reiterate these rules and post your guess in the comment section. And then uh, please post your in-game name, server, and a method for us to contact you. If you don't want to put that publicly out, here's my Twitter, here's my email address, go ahead and send us an email. And that's that also on our website on the About yep. Us page. It's You can you can click on that, G, uh, uh, gtffxiv.com is the website, and gtffxiv at gmail.com is the email address. So that way you don't feel like, hey, I'm putting too much private information out there publicly. You can contact us privately, but we do require that your guess is on the website. That is the requirement. The guess must be on the website. And please give us some way to uh, link your guess to your email. So give us something there. <laughs> All right. So, yes, your in-game name, server, and a method of contact. And your guess properly formatted. This ought to be interesting. <laughs> And it's the it's the uh, gather together playtime contest. How about that? Okay, gather together playtime contest. Sounds good. All right, so it is the last call. We've got some shout outs. We got a shout out to Elysium. Yeah, they beat a seven Savage. Which um, Bayone, I, I I don't care Bayone. I don't care if you want us to call it T. Or what is it? M M one through M4? four. Nobody's four. gonna do that because it's all Alexander, sir. So Alexander <laughs> See, I one. Liked I liked his idea better. I like it. Helps you. Well, nobody's no, doing it. I can't count that high when I'm drunk. A <laughs> fourteen. Um. So A seven Savage was beat by uh, Elysium. Congratulations. All right, and uh, I just wanted to shout out a guy in one of our uh, link shells, Catnip. He actually wrote a little easy to read guide to getting your weapon in seven weeks and like what to spend your tombstones on in, in between. Cause to get your weapon, I think you need to clear the new Midas normal once a week for seven weeks. Don't you get a token you or get something? Some kind of gear or token. I need to get on that on at a eight. This is normal. We're not talking about oh. extreme. You run normal run eight and um, you get a little token and you'll need seven of those. And of course you need enough, lore to buy the weapon so whatever it takes for you to save up enough lore that on that seventh week you get it of course that means you, you know between weeks one through four and some change you can spend lore on whatever you want i think it's suggested like body and body pants, pants and you can probably get a, an accessory maybe two definitely one before you have to save up for the weapon and then by seven weeks you have definitely two pieces of body gear and accessory and a weapon I think bottom line, though, is is you can be very crabby at the end of seven weeks if you've not plan, plan your spending, which I think you always should do. But they, they've mixed it up a little bit this time, and you might want to pay attention to that because it's slightly different than earlier. Your mileage may vary. Your mileage may vary. Any, any other last call? Any shout-outs for anyone? Crickets. Crickets. All right. <laughs> It's closing time then. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, gtffxiv.com. While you're there, leave us a comment. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. You can email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. Give us a rating, please. All right. Personal. First of all, I want to thank you, Zante, for coming out again thank and, you, and being on the show. It's a no pleasure. Problem. It was uh, really great to be here. Any personal plugs you want to share, Zante? Uh, you can find me at Twitter, uh, at Zante, Z-A-N-T-E underscore F-F-X-I-V. All right, That's how about it. you? Okay, how about you, Ruby? 
You can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-B-A-L-E. I haven't started my stream back up yet. I will let you guys know when I do. All right. You can find me on Twitter as well, Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk, we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye, folks. <laughs> Enter our contest. <laughs> Enter the contest.